Hey everybody, uh, it's Inanna back again. Uh, how was everyone's Valentine's Day? That just happened a few days ago. Um, if you ate chocolate, then just consider it a win. Basically, any chocolate, you know, that's what the day is really about. Um, my Valentine's Day gave me whiplash, not literally. Uh, currently only dealing with the... Uh, the broken ear at the moment, but I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, figurative emotional whiplash. Like the day started out one extreme, ended not quite the other extreme, but just kind of like, I don't know what to make of it. Anyway, let me um, set the scene for you before I break out text messages. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, you know, I've been talking about my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, my whatever, whatever. We're going to call him Omar, okay? Omar, that's the name. He's a, yeah, he's Middle Eastern. He is, uh, as I'm half, um, and we're in this weird thing. So from now on, I would just like to refer to him by his name, which is Omar. So um, I worked on Valentine's Day. He had requested off that day, uh, which... I was kind of confused about because we've been, you know, fighting and ups and downs and him telling me, like, to leave the house and to find a new place to live and whatever. So I was kind of shocked a few weeks ago, like two weeks ago, when he was like, yeah, I requested off for Valentine's Day. And um, anyway, I worked at 6 a.m. And before going to work, I... uh, was up in the room. Okay, we we still share like a room and everything and I couldn't find my keys. I couldn't find like I was all ready to go. I was almost like, you know, late for when I need to get out of the house. And uh it's still dark outside cuz I have to go to work at 6, like I said. And I couldn't find my keys anywhere, so I had to run back upstairs into the bedroom and like I had my flashlight on my phone on looking for the keys. I thought maybe I like put them on like the bedside table or something and then I was just like well and I remembered I was like oh shoot well you don't work today so I'll just take your keys and he's like oh well that doesn't mean blah blah but like I knew my keys were in the house I just wasn't like look seeing them for some reason that that happens a lot like (laughs) there's a lot of figurative black holes uh where I just I don't see things you know whatever so we have two sets of keys there was one set very clearly visible so I grabbed that and went to work. Uh, by the time I parked my car at work and was like doing putting my hair up, I had received some text messages. Let me let me read you what I got before the sun was even awake. Uh, okay, quote: They were on your table, you dumb bitch. Okay, <laughs> that like. That fucking hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, that's not how he speaks to me. That's not how anybody has ever spoken to me. And to have it, like, in text like that is really, really crazy. And then a second later, like, uh, while I was still in the car, another message came in. And what's really fucking sick is, like, my brain. In my brain, I was like, oh, he's he's saying something to, like, kind of soften the blow. He probably didn't really mean that. He's, like, trying to, like, you know, say something else. So this is the other part. 
uh, quote, instead of wasting time flashing a light around where you know it's not and spraying a jar full of bacteria, how about you pay attention to where you're looking, you fucking retard. You fucking retard. So I was called a dumb bitch and a fucking retard. Um, the spraying the jars of bacteria has to do with like, I'm trying to grow oyster mushrooms and they're not really fully working. And so I have a little spray bottle. I was spraying them. I don't know why that was an issue. Uh, I don't know why any of it was an issue, like me turning the light on for an extra second. Like it, I used to always leave a little light on when I was getting ready. Anyway, I'm like, this is how you know I have a problem. I'm focusing on all the other things uh, besides like what is actual verbal abuse. And like I I cannot even – I cannot even – I couldn't even process it. Like you called me a dumb bitch and a fucking retard it, all in, in one breath this morning. Uh, happy fucking Valentine's Day, you know, like wow. Uh, so in my head I'm like, wow, this – well, that's it. Like – Thank you for giving me that line in the sand that now is like that proves to me that this relationship is over and needed to be over because if it's not like I'm furious like the only way I cannot be incredibly furious and like not even forgive that statement is if we're, we're just not together like I don't even understand how somebody could communicate in that way especially over something so stupid like there was nothing there was actually there is no reason to be mad. Um, so like throughout the day, yeah, I was just kind of happy thinking, uh, <laughs> trying to like, I don't know, formulate my, uh, my singleness and just come to terms with the fact that this isn't, this really isn't meant to be. And I've been like deluding myself this whole time, apparently. Um, but like the biggest issue for me is like, how, how have I allowed the situation to be such that he thinks it's okay to talk to me like that, that he thinks in any fucking universe that you can just call me these names and like, it's going to be okay. Like I couldn't even be with somebody who, who would lash out. It's like a very immature, weird way of lashing out. First of all, uh, about literally nothing. And just like using these like insults, like I, I couldn't I couldn't fathom it um and I was just kind of rationalizing the whole thing by like saying yeah th thank you for at least now I know and there's some irony here in that like we are for sure now even though it's been back and forth and back and forth like today Valentine's Day we're broken up like that is what I, all I needed to see that this isn't a healthy relationship uh, for either of us, okay? It's not for either of us. Um, the dynamic is just not what it should be. Um, but then, <laughs> uh, not that this changes, okay, what would happen, but like, yeah, uh, right before I come home, because he's been home all day, right, doing whatever, uh, he's like, oh, wait, what, what, what did the text say? Let's, let's get it word for word. It, it's a text, first of all. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not a big deal. I was mad at you. I was mad you were shining that bright ass light in the bedroom. Uh, yeah. Dot, dot, dot. So a text apology. When I actually see him, 
later in that day, he doesn't address it, doesn't apologize. I, you know, brought it up. I was kind of cold. He's like, well, I, I apologize. So, you know, I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, geez, thanks. I can really tell that you meant it. I can really tell that you understand what was wrong with all that. Uh, no. Um, a few hours go by. Like, it's pretty awkward and tense. I'm about to start doing dishes. And then he's like, oh, wait, well, before you do that, I have something for you. Um, and he proceeds to give me a pair of earrings. That he had bought a few weeks ago. And I was shocked. They're like beautiful, really cool vintage silver earrings. And, and like they're they're amazing. I love them. But it was just like, like excuse me, wait. <laughs> what? It just, I don't know how to process it. And then he read me a poem. He wrote me a poem. Uh, no one has ever written. No one's written me a poem since, although no, one time it happened. The very first boy that told me he liked me in sixth grade, two weeks before he knew I was about to move to another state, uh, wrote like a poem about me. And I thought that was cool. But like, no, no one else has written me a poem. So he read me this poem. I've never, I don't, I've never heard any other poems from Omar before. And it was an amazing poem. It was like, it was really good. Like, it was a really good poem. I, I like to write poetry. I stopped for a long time. Recently started. And I've been meaning to read you guys some of it. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it kind of went, the beginning was like complimentary. And then it kind of was like bashing me a little. And it was just a little odd as far as the uh, the tone and the point. But and then he like went upstairs like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go leave you alone now for the rest of the night. I'm like, okay. So I don't know. How, what, what, would you, what would you do? How would you feel uh, while dumb bitch and fucking retard are still, you know, ringing in your ears all day basically? Like, <sighs> okay. I, it basically brings me back to my original – thinking, which is that we're just in very different places in our lives. And I'm like seven years older than him. And I'm already kind of like older-ish than my age, I, I feel. And I just, and he's al already kind of inexperienced even for his age. So I think that that is where the issue is. And I just don't want to be that person to like have to teach you how to be <laughs> basically I don't feel like it's my job I feel like um as a Capricorn that's something that I easily like slip into or maybe like I attract people who kind of want that I don't know I become like a mothering guiding somehow guiding figure which is really not like what I want um at least not for somebody that's like so needy, needing of uh, direction and really has no direction of their own and is looking to me solely for like to be the engine of the relationship basically, which is how I feel. So <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that was, that was like a big wake up call to me that this needs to end. Um, it's just not healthy for him to feel like this is a safe space to do that like I feel like I've kind of maybe allowed that to happen like thinking in my head well this isn't a real relationship so then I allow him to kind of talk like shit to me sometimes and like you know 
act like a jerk and just like, you know, shrug it off and don't really hold him accountable because in my head, well, this isn't like a real full-on relationship because if I really was doing that, I'd be holding him to such a higher standard that we would be fighting constantly. And when I think back, yeah, that actually kind of did start to happen for a while and I was kind of like bashing my head against a wall trying to change him and make him into this person that I felt like he needed to be or just like do more, do this, do that, like to be in a relationship with me, to be like an equal partner, right? And and have uh, a common goal that I feel like we're both working towards and together in the same way. Um, and then I eventually, you know, got tired of that. Like I can't, I don't want to be banging my head against a wall constantly. Um, I, I washed my hands of this. And, and right after that, he got upset. I, I think he got upset with me and like wanted me to nag him more, which is hilarious. But now if I say anything, it's grounds for him being a complete jerk. So I like don't comment on anything, but that's obviously not healthy, not like an equal partnership. So yeah. Um, <laughs> It's interesting. We're going to probably be living together for, you know, until the fall. That's when our lease is up. So that's kind of crazy. And I I just would like to be friends. I really hope that we can be friends. But I, he is like, well, you, you broke my heart. That's why he wants me out. Um, and I, could, I can kind of understand that. But at the same time, I can see further, I think. And I can see past this. And just like as soon as he meets somebody else, it's going to completely change. It's just kind of like when you're in a situation, it's tunnel vision. And I have it too. And I'm trying to just like remind myself like, no, this isn't, you know, there is a life past this. There was a life before this. Like you'll be okay. It's just like a breakup seems like the end of the world. It seems like you're going to die, like you'll never find anybody again. Um, But, you know, when we met, uh, I was in a really weird place. I had just gotten out of a seven-year relationship, five-year marriage, and right mm, very tightly squeezed there was like a three- or four-month relationship with a really abusive person who I moved in with, moved out with. Um, really bad. And then I met Omar at work and we started hanging out a lot. Um, I was giving him rides cause he didn't have a car. So I would like drive him home and I was hanging out with him in his apartment. Sometimes I spent the night a few times, not like even that much, just a few times. And he would spend the night at my apartment sometimes. And then all of a sudden his roommate, he had a roommate got really weird and like, insisted that like he has to move like he didn't want me spending the night there apparently or he wanted me to like start paying rent if I ever like spent the night there which was kind of ridiculous like I really didn't even spend the night there like more than 10 times at at the point that I mean ever ever and at the point that he's saying that like no it was it was just crazy like I have an apartment I'm not I'm not like taking up their mutual like living room space. I was only, you know, just hanging out in his bedroom. I'm a pretty quiet person. So when when that didn't work, then the roommate was just decided to move. Um, You know, I guess, you know, fuck the lease or no, he was able to find somebody to move in. 
and take over the lease. He like they were both supposed to be looking, and I, this should have been probably a red flag even at that time. Like Omar was not looking for other people to move in. He wasn't following up. He was super lackadaisical. Um, like if it mattered, they should have been looking for another roommate or you know just anybody because he was about to be left with like I don't know. It was just a ridiculous situation. But it ended up you know that guy they found roommates to move in to people. And I was like, okay, okay, Omar can, uh, can just move in with me because he's already, you know, spending the night a lot. We were getting along really well. It was like three months into our relationship. It was like super, super honeymoon phase. Right. So it, even, even still, I was like kind of raising my eyebrows like, Ooh, this is probably early to be moving in. Um, I wasn't really intending on this because when I got out of my marriage, I, I had thought I will probably be single for like a few years. Like naturally, I'm probably going to be single for a few years. I need to like figure myself out, do what I want to do, be able to have some freedom. And then I just like immediately fell into this, which has become a now two over two year relationship, right? Another long-term monogamous relationship. Um, and, and so it, it worked. And then, I mean, part, part of it is on me. I don't know what I was thinking at the time, kind of being crazy. We ended up moving across, but I was like, let's move across the country. Cause just like repeating old patterns, like that's what me and my ex did. And so we moved across the country. And so now we're out you know, in this completely new place. And I feel like, I feel like I brought him out here. Like where I feel completely responsible as like the older, whatever, more experienced party, which I just don't want to be that in the relationship. I, I want some guidance. I want somebody I can rely on for fucking once, you know? And, and, uh, but this is a situation that we're in and like, I do, I love this person. I care about this person a lot and I feel responsible and like, I don't want to abandon them out here in a completely foreign land, you know, without any like family or friends around or anything. So that is partially why I'm like, well, let's just, that's why I had proposed to have an open relationship because I thought, well, this is a good way to like show him that we can like test the waters a little bit, um, meet some new people, you know, get more people into our lives and not feel like it's such a, a um, crisis, you know, when we break up. So it's like a traumatic, it's like breakups are traumatic. And I'm trying to mitigate the trauma basically by like having him meet some other people. Even though, like, yes, it will feel weird to me to have him be with somebody else. That would be really weird. I am such, like, a super jealous, monogamous person my whole life. But I really am trying <laughs> to, like, branch out a little and and breathe and let other people breathe. Because <laughs> me being too controlling and too jealous was a a major, major factor in, in my marriage ending. Like I ended my marriage, but I, I was also, I think a big part of the reason why the marriage just became miserable <laughs> for so many years. Like why, if I could have just relaxed, I think our dynamic would have been so much better and I wouldn't have needed to end it. Um, so I, I take a lot of blame for that and that's why I really want to change. And I, 
in this situation seems like the perfect uh, the perfect time to do that. But he's now saying, and he originally kind of like agreed and was like, well, yeah, you know, like intellectually he knows, like I'm probably not the only person, like the last person he's ever going to sleep with in his life, right? Like I'm only the second person. Um, you know, and the girl before me was an 18-year-old in high school, you know, and he was only 20. 21 whatever 22 at that time so it's just like going from going from someone who's 18 to someone who's 27 28 uh it's a 10-year difference right it's a lot and I'm not the average now I'm 30 I'm not the average even 30 year old like I have done like a lot of weird things and had a lot of adult experiences as far as relationships go like a lot of relationships and uh, different kinds of relationships. So, so I just think that there's a little bit of like a, a culture shock thing going on there. And I didn't fully understand all that in the beginning, like who who he was. I wrote a lot off to like, well, we come from slightly different cultures. He is a bit younger than me. I was making a lot of like concessions like, well, he's a lot younger. So, you know, it's okay. He's going to develop. He's going to become into this and this and this. And God, I should have realized like, no, you can't be like imagining what he will be and what all this potential is. Like you have to take somebody for who they are at the time and like that's what really says the most and one of the big things that has made me want to to move on and realize that like this just isn't right for me is like a lot of the ideas and goals and stuff that he espoused in the beginning that made me like you know interested in like oh okay this person wants to do this like having ambition is very attractive to me um none of that none of that even has has happened there's been like no follow-through no interest um just like (laughs) and so it just it bothers me like maybe that shouldn't be a big deal right live and let live just let him do his thing you do your thing but at the same time if you're trying to make a life together it is kind of important to like be on the same page and I don't want to feel like I'm you know doing all this stuff and he's not like trying to better himself. Like it just bothers me on some, like, I don't know, maybe it's all my Capricorn placements. Maybe that's what it, (laughs) what it is. But like, nevertheless, that's just how I was born. Um, I can't, I can only try not to express it negatively. Right. in like a toxic way, which I did for sure do in my first marriage, in my marriage. And I, I'm sure I even did it. I've done it and do it probably a bit in this relationship, but I've really taken a step back, but oh my God. Yeah. It's just uh, when you, when you do all that together, when you live with somebody for any length of time, you just start to feel attached to them. And there's like this understanding. And I was just, I was surprised that I could feel like that for anybody since my husband, right? Because I felt like him and I were like, you know, soulmates, like the the definition, like we did everything together. We lived basically together, worked from home. So we like never left the house, only saw each other. When we moved away, we didn't have any friends. This was not healthy, of course, but like it really was just us. And so it 
strengthen this idea in our minds that like, well, nobody else is really like us. Of course, like there's us versus them, right? And so when I met when I met Omar and I was like, oh, there's this other person who like I can have this connection with. Like it's not the exact same connection, of course, but it's like a soul connection, like a spiritual recognizing of somebody. So that like that opened my eyes and opened my mind that there could be there could be more than just this one person. And so I really put a lot of stock in that, but it doesn't mean, right, that like Omar is the other, is the one person and I need to be completely fixated on, on him because we just don't have that same connection level necessarily. Like we can't really talk about all the same things. Um, we can't, I feel like we're not able to really push each other to develop and grow or like motivate each other and work together on projects. Working together on projects and like accomplishing things as a couple is really big for me. Um, My Venus is an Aquarius and I think that is also part of it along with like the Capricorn need for ambition, productivity, but just like the Venus and Aquarius um, I think really emphasizes wanting like a partner who's also your best friend. And I've, I've read things like, yeah, going into business with your partner, which is like my ideal. But I, I, I try to make, I try to go into business and then I end up being this like little dictator boss, whatever in the business. And like, they don't want to do the work. Like my ex, my ex-husband was a Taurus and Omar is a Pisces and they are both notorious for just kind of wanting to lay around and take a lot of naps. And let me tell you what you hear is true. <laughs> like the stereotypes are, they have some definite truth to them. So I mean, for better or worse, there's also other, other traits that are great and, and everything. And, and there's something to be learned, right? Like no, no sign is better than another sign. So you have to like take what lessons there are. Like in a lot of ways, I need to chill out. I need to stop projecting my own need to do things on other people and trying to manage people. <laughs> like I don't do it generally in life but to my partners I definitely do try to manage them too much and so this relationship has taught me a lot about that because he is completely unmanageable the futility of it all is so glaringly obvious and then after literally hitting my head against the brick wall that was my double Taurus husband for for seven years has taught me that like yeah I need to work on me and you let you know let them do what they're going to do because I can't, I can't control it. And it's all, it's just not even like, it's a misdirection of energy. Like my energy would be better spent worrying about me. And it's not like I'm where I want to be in my life. It's not like I'm doing all the things I want to do or have achieved what I want to achieve. So like, there's a lot of work and it really needs to be focused inner on me. Uh, Especially now I'm 30. I feel like the next few years are going to be so integral in me defining who I'm supposed to be. (laughs) I mean, like I am who I'm supposed to be, but it's like unfolding that to its full potential, trying to actually reach into my whatever power, whatever power I have, because I'm just not, and I guess I haven't ever been the person that I really want to be. I'm very inhibited and it just, it takes 
years and it takes experiences, a lot of different kinds of experiences to even realize what it is that I'm lacking or where I am, you know, not expressing myself and, and I'm completely like stunted, basically. Um, living at home, working from home for all, all that time hid a lot of those issues because I wasn't dealing with people on a daily basis. So I didn't, I, I was only dealing with my partner and I was allowed to be, you know, very disagreeable because that's my husband and he had to put up with me and he, you know, him being who he was, he would just stick through anything, you know, very loyal um, for better or worse, you know, and I think I definitely abused that. And that's something that I can see now, you know, only, but, you know, partially only now having moved past it and being in this new relationship where I can have that, that comparison and that dichotomy of, okay, this, that was who I was then. This is who I am now. Uh, what are the differences and what has remained the same? Hey, so yeah, I think I was just uh, going over all the details about the breakup and some of my my past relationship. Um, Right now, okay, I'm going to admit this little segment (laughs) in the middle of the podcast is actually coming from you, I mean, coming at you from the next day. Uh, Apparently, Mercury is retrograde right now, and... I've never really paid much attention to that or thought like I could notice anything going on. Um, But yeah, I lost like 30 minutes of what I recorded last night, which is really annoying because I think like there may have been some (laughs) some good stuff in there. Damn it. Uh, And then like the website was like messing up. So I I don't know. I just kind of like said, okay, I will finish this tomorrow. But I got like the last part of the thing recorded. So Um, I'm just going to stick this in the middle and try to recap what I was saying. Um, Okay, so yeah, I'm kind of done. I will go into whatever relationship uh, updates in the next one. We just kind of had a little fight thing, so I'm kind of in a huff right now, if you can't tell. Um, But yeah, I – okay, I was starting to give you guys an update on – um, the workplace drama, the, uh, the me getting assaulted at work, right? So if you didn't listen to the last podcast, uh, what happened about almost like two weeks ago now was I walked into work and, um, this employee who I work with, he, uh, was like, first, as soon as I walked in, he was like standing by the door and like tried to like boo and like scare me. And I guess it didn't work. So then as I'm talking to this other girl, he comes up behind me and claps his hands so loud right next to my ear, like so close to my right ear. I'm surprised he didn't like catch the hair in his hands, you know? And within like 10 minutes, I knew there was a problem. Uh, I couldn't hear properly out of my right ear. My head was starting to hurt. I had like a headache and like a neck ache. It felt so weird that like four hours in, I decided I wanted to go to urgent care and get it checked out because like this is a workplace injury. Like they need to um, pay for me to go to the doctor to see what the heck is going on. So I I did that. handed everything in. Um, and okay. 
that I have update. I have even more updates because this is uh, coming at you a day later. But okay, my story was this. But yesterday, you know, I'm still working with this person every day because like the report that I filed, I did not say whose name it was because I didn't want anyone to get in trouble or more like I did not want anyone to get fired. And I don't really trust my management not to like fire this person because of it. I, I just didn't know what to expect. So I wanted to keep it you know, between me, I felt like I could handle it. Like it's my fault because I've allowed uh, the situation to get to where it is by allowing him to think that he can like harass me and like do this to me without any consequences because he's been, you know, clapping his hands and coming up behind me, trying to startle me before. Like it started slowly And he like at first explained it by saying, oh, yeah, if you make like a loud noise and somebody doesn't like jump or isn't startled by it, and that's how you know they're a psychopath. So it's like a psychopath test or something. And like then it started to be this recurring thing where when I look back, it was happening like three three to seven times a shift, which now I'm like, like, Jesus, that's harassment. Like really is harassment and he would even like come up behind he started to like even like say harassing things like faster faster like when I was working and like hurry hurry and just like it was starting to like low level stress me out and you know then after this this what felt like you know an attack like an actual like assault because like I have pain in my head and now it's two weeks later and I still have this pain um that, you know, is like coming and going and I've never felt anything like it, right? Uh, yeah, it just, I, I felt like, well, I should have put a stop to this a long time ago. Like it, all it would have taken <laughs> is me just saying like, you know, you need to stop. Like this isn't funny. Like, no, stop. If I had taken a serious tone with him, I think he would have stopped, you know, but I like, a la- I was just like laughing it off, like trying to be friendly because, well, He has, like, I think he has some, like, mental issues, like, maybe, I don't know exactly what, but he's, like, a little bit different, and no one else really, like, talks to him that much, so I kind of felt bad for him, and I I thought, like, oh, he's coming out of his shell and talking to me a little, so I didn't want to, like, shut him down, you know, in a harsh way. That's how I, like, let it get this far, but anyway... (laughs) Um, after it happened and now that it's been like almost two weeks and I'm still having pain in my ear and I still can't hear properly out of it. Um, and you know, no, nothing's been done because like I didn't tell them who it was. So no action has been taken. Uh, yeah, yesterday, day before yesterday at work or yesterday at work. Yeah. Yesterday at work, I was like thinking about it and, like, well, the whole point of me not telling anybody was that I was going to handle it, right? I need to go say something to him. So when no one else was around, I walked up to him and he was like, I walked up like to his side because he was like looking, doing something. And I said, hey, like, yeah, I really hope you never do that, that clapping a game with anyone else because I still can't hear right out of my right ear and it, it kind of it hurts and I'm surprised that like it still feels this way this long after. And I, I said all that and the whole time he just st- stood there staring straight ahead like not looking at me, did not say one thing, didn't even try to like acknowledge the fact that I existed. So I was like, wow, I just like turned and walked away and <laughs> And I was just completely shocked. Like, I don't know what I was expecting of of this person, but 
definitely, uh, definitely not that. So it's kind of, uh, it kind of really pissed me off. And I'm like, wow, I'm defending this person. I'm like protecting them. Um, and, and they don't even care. They've never even apologized to me. They never have. And now they're treating me like I don't exist. So I was like, I thought, you know, I didn't think we were friends, but like kind of, it just, it is, it's really weird. And I get like, maybe he's embarrassed or ashamed or something, but he's not like, he would be able to apologize. Um, anyway, today, uh, today. Day, I was thinking about it more because I was having more pangs and stuff in my ear. And I was thinking, well, I should wait until I go back to work when it will be in like a few days, when it will be exactly two weeks. And then I can like justify uh, going to the doctor again and, and, and whatever. Um, so I talked to one of my managers and she was like, well, have you, did they tell you to take antibiotics? It's like, what? Like, no, that wouldn't really do anything. Okay. And <laughs> a few days ago, the the big, big boss of the store who I never talked to, he walked up to me and he was like, oh, how's your, uh, and he was like pointing to my head. I was like, oh, my ear. I was like, yeah, I still can't hear properly out of the right side. And he's like, oh, well, have you tried? Uh, and he like made a motion, like plugging his nose and blowing you know, and I was like, no. And I think I like kind of even did it to humor him, which is just like bizarre and disgusts me about myself. I just didn't know how to take it. And then like, he's just, I was like, no, it doesn't, doesn't work. Still can't hear right out of my right ear. And he's like, oh, that's, uh, oh, wow. And like, just walked away. Like never said, oh my God, I'm sorry that happened to you. Like up until now, no, no one has right at work. It's really crazy to me. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more like angry I got. And then to have my other manager today <laughs> say that, like ask if they said I should take antibiotics. I'm like, what, like, what the heck do these people not take it seriously? Do they think I'm lying? Like, are they just like fucking with me? Which is just really weird. Okay. <laughs> so I said, I want to go told my manager today, I want to go to the doctor again because I, the pain is persisting. I didn't like actually go see a proper specialist. It was just like urgent care. She just like, you know, shone a light in my ear. They didn't really do anything um, or get to the bottom of anything. And so she went and talked to the higher up lady who really hates me. And like a half hour later, the lady comes back um, because yesterday I had tried to talk to her and ask like, well, what's the status of like the case? Did you guys review the footage because it was all caught on camera? And she was like basically threatening me saying they were going to be able to find out who did it based on the camera. So even though I didn't want to incriminate anybody, they were going to get incriminated, um, which like freaked me out at first. But now I'm like, well, you know, I'm not ethically responsible if they find out through the camera. I just don't want to be the ones who say the name. Um, but to, but yesterday she was like, "Oh no, it, we're all handing it over to such and such company. We don't have, I don't have anything to do with it anymore. This is this that's who handles it." I had no idea who that was. So today she came back and handed me this paper with that company's name on it and said, "You have to talk to this claim manager. Uh, we don't have anything to do with it anymore." So, long story long, I, I, after work today, immediately I called the number 
And the lady said that they actually marked that it was not a work-related injury. My doctor, not my doctor, but whoever looked at me at the urgent care said it wasn't work-related. And so she instructed the state to like not accept the, the claim or something. And I was just like really shocked and outraged. Like how, how is it not work-related? I uh, was attacked at work and I, you know, it's only on the right side. Like the doctor had identified like some post nasal drip that I had. And like we started talking about other things like food allergies because like she called out the fact that I had like really dark circles under my eyes. So she thinks I could be allergic to something or mold that could be causing the post nasal drip, whatever. So we were talking about like a lot of other things that weren't necessarily related to my ear. And I think somehow in there she got confused and I didn't like emphasize like I'm here because I can't hear out of my right side of my ear. It's because of work. But I, I remember that I asked her about when she said that she saw fluid in my ears. I was like, but there's like more on the right side. Right. And she's like, yes. So I, I don't know. I'm really confused as to why she marked that it wasn't a work-related accident, but it's very illuminating as to why all these people are kind of like, I don't know, kind of treating it like it's not a big thing and asking me all these weird questions like, did are you taking antibiotics and things like that? It's like, that's not the issue. Like, I can be sick, but also have been injured. Um... I could have some other underlying issue, but also have been injured at work. So the claims lady I talked to, I was like, well, did you guys get the footage? Because the big, the, the manager yesterday, I was asking her if you reviewed the footage. And she said, oh, no, that's all for, you know, these claims people to do. They have, we sent them all the information. So, you know, it's all in their hands now. So I asked her, she reviewed the footage and she said, we don't, we don't, I don't see any footage here. Uh, Maybe they sent it. It's pretty early. So maybe we just haven't received it yet. Um, I'll tell you right now, I could bet money that they never sent that footage. So when I go back to work in a few days, I'm going to, I'm going to like reconfirm that they don't have the footage and then like tell them, well, you guys never sent them the footage. Please send that footage along. Um, and apparently, yeah, so I have to now go pay out of pocket to go to a doctor. And after like a ridiculously complicated, like, I don't know, she just didn't want to say that like it would be covered by that they would, the insurance would cover it as long as the doctor says it's work related. I, I like had to ask, I had to do a whole like a Socratean, uh, you know, question answer thing to like arrive at at that conclusion. But I think that is what she said. And that is what I'm going to do because these people cannot get away with this. Um, This like I wouldn't mm, this isn't the first thing where I feel like I'm being kind of targeted or like I'm just especially disliked by these people at work. Uh, But now it's like really personal to me because I'm this actually happened. Like I'm not making it up. I would really rather it didn't happen. Like it freaks me out so much that I still have like pain and these weird sensations in my ear. Like today it even started like itching and just like throbbing at different random points in the day. Uh, It just makes me really mad, really frustrated. And so I definitely am going to go to a doctor because I'm confident that 
the doctor is going to say, yeah, it, it was work-related. Like, how can it not be when they have footage of me being like, I'm going to say attacked, assaulted, whatever, at work. Like, that is what happened. That is what happened. Um, geez. I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I was really getting flustered about it today. Um, I think Mars is entering Capricorn soon. I think I saw that, uh, along with the Mercury retrograde, which is, I'm sorry, this is the first podcast. It's like late and, uh, late and recorded over the course of two days, like a little thing stuck in the middle. Um, but yeah, Mars is entering Capricorn. So I think <laughs> that is going to be supporting my effort in like getting this Thing taken care of like it's work related it's about paperwork and just doing the right thing like you know justice must be served I, I don't really care about punishing this person that much but I think it's kind of like despicable for like them to get away with with being able to say like well nothing happened here I think that's why they're smug because they saw whatever paper had the check mark that said not work related so like on paper, it looks like they've done, like, not that they've, they've done anything wrong, but like that nothing has even happened. Like it's all in my head. And it is definitely not all in my head. Like I, I haven't even told them and I, I wouldn't tell them about all the harassment because the fact that it was like actually harassment and not just a one-time thing would probably guarantee that he would get fired. Like if I really went in and started complaining about him, I'm sure he could get fired. And I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> if you can believe that uh, through the fury, I don't know. I'm sorry. I just, just had a little fight, you know, the whole, the whole thing. I've just been kind of on a rampage today about that because people aren't, aren't taking it seriously. Um, but I'm optimistic that uh, that it will all get worked out. And I'm definitely going to now, you know, I needed, <laughs> I guess I needed this push to like get my insurance set up and like go to a doctor. Cause I haven't really been to a doctor in forever. I don't even like I have insurance through work, but I've never used it. I feel like I don't know how to do it. I'm sure that sounds pathetic. I just like want someone to, I, I don't know, I need help. I feel like I need help. But at the same time, it's like, no, you got to like take care of yourself, right? I think I was saying that. Like it's time for me to like learn how to take care of me and stop looking for, you know, some parent figure to come in and save the day and like tell me what I need to be doing and and make sure everything's fine. Like I need to find a doctor, go to a doctor, start taking care of my health because like, you know, Literally, it, 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 taking no action is taking an action. Um, yeah. Uh, thank goodness there's some nice people at work. Like, there's some, if it wasn't for, like, two, you know, one or, honestly, I'm, it's sad. It's only, like, one or two people. But it would be completely miserable. And my first few months there were because I didn't really know anybody or talk to anybody. And I just felt like I'll never... I'll never get past that like awkward phase. Like I'm never going to really fit in here and like feel like like this is not home, but you know, you start to feel comfortable like like going to your homeroom in high school or something. Like that's kind of the feeling at work and I was having that at my last job, which was like a real similar industry. 
But at this one, it really took a, a long time to kind of branch out and like start talking to people. But there are a few a few good ones, and it's really healthy to like <laughs> have somebody to vent to and talk about you know different different things with like um this one lady uh she well okay um (laughs) yeah we have really similar mothers apparently like her mom is insane and my mom is definitely insane and we've had a lot of good conversations and bonding about that uh it's interesting. I also looked up her uh, her birth chart because I have been getting more and more into astrology, and I found out we have the same rising sign. We're both Aquarius rising, so like her her house system is set up really similar to mine, which means that like we're we're gonna have similar energies or feelings around similar parts of our lives, which I think is a big part of why we're like bonding a lot on different things. And yeah, her mom is crazy. She used to live, she was born kind of where I went to college. So she feels like, you know, Jersey. Let's be honest. Okay, Jersey. (laughs) She's from Jersey. She feels like I'm from Jersey, even though I'm really not from Jersey, but I did live there a while. Um, And so, like, I I have a good time, like, talking to her about things. Um, She needs it. She's, like, in her early 50s, I believe, and she still hasn't cut her mom off. Like, her mom is really toxic, calls her name, says that she's fat and has never achieved anything, needs to, like, I don't know, just, like, all the worst stuff. And she still tries to, like, have nice conversations with her and, like, hasn't cut her off and still, you know, really wants to go back and visit but is afraid that her mom will call the cops on her and say that she's, like, stalking her or something. And it's like, whoa, like, you know, don't let her know you're in town. Like, there's no need to even, like, you really shouldn't have anything to do with her. Like, that's just terrible. But apparently her husband, um, this woman's husband, is encouraging her. He's like, well, you need to let your mom know if you're coming out there to visit because then, you know, if you go there and you don't see her, and something happens and you're going to feel guilty. And it's like, well, but she shouldn't, you know, she shouldn't feel guilty because it's not, it's not her, uh, it's not her fault that something happens to her mom and it's her mom's fault that they can't have a good relationship. Like her mom blamed her divorce on, on her when she was like two years old and was like complaining about her as a two-year-old. It's like, you can't, you can't win with somebody like that. It's just uh, impossible. My mom is is not quite like that. Like my mom would never call the cops on on. Well, she's definitely called the cops on me, uh, huh? But she would never like say that I'm stalking her or whatever. Like she's the one that stalks me and sends me messages constantly and emails and like guilt tripping me, um, which is why. I have had to cut her off and I have not spoken or communicate. Well, I've not spoken with my mom or texted her since Christmas when we went to visit her. And it was just like after visiting her and like the really vile things that she then went on to attack me and my aunt with, uh, it was just too much. And I was like, all right, 
it has to stop because it, it, it's been going on like the last 20 I, – I, I often – I sometimes say like she's been ruining my life for 20 years. So eventually you have to just say, no, I need to take some time for myself because if I'm always embroiled in this like guilt feeling and dealing with like a barrage of text messages, I, I can never focus on my own life and my own goals um, and like cultivating like a state of peace for myself. And at the point where I am right now, I, I really need to like focus on my own goals and what I want to do in life, um, apart from, you know, trying to like be the emotional support for my mother or be her punching bag, be somebody that she can just like take out all of her pent up energies on and send me like all these religious videos condemning everything that I've ever potentially thought or believed. It's just like, you know, (laughs) all I ever ask for is like respect and acceptance. And I accept her, her beliefs. I accept her religion, but she, you know, goes through different phases and is currently on like an ultra religious kick where everything else is of the devil and evil and she's seeing, you know, demons everywhere. It's like, it's crazy. It's completely crazy. And I've never like not talked to my mom in this long. Um, I I did go maybe like two months, so maybe almost this long, once before. Um right around the time, maybe a little bit after I got married, um, because she was just like making my life miserable. Like I couldn't mentally handle the constant attacks that were coming in. And I, I just wanted like somebody to step in and like save me from her, like an uncle, like she has some brothers and, and it's like, why doesn't anybody stop her? You know? But then it's like, Hey, I have this block button on my phone. I don't know. I've never, <laughs> never like clicked in my mind that I could use it. Um, it's so weird. It's a complete paradigm shift. It's like, whoa, I actually can do this. Like the world isn't going to end. Everyone's okay. Like I, you know, I deserve to live my life. I, I'm not, oh, oh, I saw a great quote, um, on Facebook that somebody posted that you don't have to light yourself on fire just to keep other people warm. And that encapsulates my relationship, how I feel about it with my mom, like perfectly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's it right there in a nutshell. So I've stopped lighting myself on fire for her benefit. Um, Like she needs to find some hobbies, some other people in her life that she can focus on because like your daughter shouldn't, your whole world can't revolve around your your daughter um, your entire life or, you know, when you're an adult. Like it's just, it isn't healthy. And maybe for me to like keep responding and kind of feeding into it is almost like enabling that behavior and isn't really healthy either. So I'm probably doing, I'm probably doing us both a favor by just cutting off the communication because I almost feel like she can't even help it. Uh, Like she just will compulsively text and like it maybe it doesn't even matter if, if I'm answering or even getting it. Like she just needs to be doing something to like amuse herself. So hey, by all means, keep sending them. I just can't allow that burden on myself at at this point because I've, you know, spent too long 
worrying about other people's feel, you know, feeling guilty basically. And and I really need to like cultivate my own space, um, which relates, of course, to to my relationship and and just my whole approach, my entire <laughs> approach to life. Like it's just you can just see like different patterns being repeated amongst all kinds of relationships. Um, so, so a silver lining with this like ear situation at work is that like, maybe this is, it's fucking pissing me off even to say it. Maybe this was like the wake up call that I needed to actually change, to actually like, you know, reach me at my core. Like, okay, my body has been attacked. Like my body is not the same anymore. Like finally (laughs) that's triggered like uh, a defense response. Like it's finally triggered my, my own like self-esteem and ability to like say no and stand up for myself. Like I really am going to lean into that and embrace that uh, because I do feel like something kind of finally clicked and it's like I can't ever accept that from anybody again in any other like work environment um and like I'm like well that's never gonna happen again but realistically I've got a lot more years left and like a lot of experiences and if I am gonna be out in the world like you're going to encounter people of different qualities but they're going to trigger similar things and, and I've do feel more prepared uh, after this situation to really put my foot down, seeing how things can like start slow, seem innocent, like maybe you feel sorry for somebody, but like you really shouldn't allow your sympathy to be a doorway for other people to like walk all over you and to like, you know, put you down to make themselves feel better, which is kind of, I think what was happening, like he was just taking out his energies and and like trying to be dominant over you know over somebody you know in his life because I'm sure nobody else would would accept it I'm sure he was like bullied in school and things like that but here I was being nice and like laughing it off and thinking well I'm obviously the bigger person here I don't really care this isn't really like offending me because you know consider the source right however you know I shouldn't have taken it like I think I convinced myself it wasn't affecting me, but some, you know, on some subconscious level, it had to have been. And I'm just glad that I finally, that I finally, now I'm glad that like the universe finally made me like fucking had to hit me in the head basically to make me realize that I can't do that anymore. There's actually consequences for doing that. Uh... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to return you now to your regularly scheduled programming and go back to the ending that I recorded last night, which is just me kind of continuing to talk about, um, well, a little bit more about that, how I feel about that situation. Thanks for your understanding. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I think that I'm, you know, doing the right thing, doing the nice thing, that everybody is as, as like compassionate or whatever aware as I am not to pat myself on the back here, but like, I don't know. I was just astounded that he has no ability to even say, I'm sorry. And I know that I said like, maybe he's special needs, whatever. And like, I'm sure that is a part of it, but it's not, he's not like that 
bad. Like he he knows better and he knows how to apologize for things and like is a competent human being, right? Like he's working this job. He's had multiple jobs. Like, you know, he's perfectly verbal, okay? <laughs> perfectly verbal. Um, and and just like I've seen him harass just earlier. He was the other day. He was like harassing this other girl as she's trying to like chop stuff. He's like chop, 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 chop. And she's like, can you, like, that's not helpful. Can you please stop? And he's like, still chop, chop, chop. Like, whew, I'm not going to put up with that. If I ever see him doing that again, especially now after I've like come to him in a very like calm way, basically just looking for an apology finally. And he can't even pay me the time of day. He has to act like I'm not even a person. It's so insulting to me. And I'm going to stop uh, holding holding my punches basically um oh as as my new app that i downloaded a uh, co-star astrology said today um a cat wearing gloves catches no mice <laughs> and i was like yeah i do feel like a cat wearing gloves like i need to take the gloves off and start actually engaging in the world like as a kid or I don't know, into adolescence and growing up, I just had this weird feeling like I just don't want to like affect anybody. I don't want to, you know, affect anybody in any way. I just want to observe. I just want people to like live their lives. And it's like, no, that isn't how life works. Like you're, I'm a part of it. You're a part of it. Everybody is affecting everybody else, no matter what you do, doing nothing is doing something. And it's, there is accountability and responsibility in merely existing. Whew. So <laughs> yeah, it's time to like actually wake up to that fact and start like managing, managing shit. Okay. Capricorn. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> Thursday I'm going to probably pursue going to the doctor again because the, the pain, uh, I'm still in discomfort and it's freaking me out. And I'll, I'll let you guys know in the next podcast what the, uh, what the deal is with that and how that all goes. But it was just a really weird little interaction today. Like everybody is completely cold as can be about the situation and it just motivates me more. It's like, well, then I need to take care of myself. Like I think I've been moving through life and yeah, I'm always looking for somebody to like take care of me. Like my partner, I want them to take care of me and like to a degree it's healthy, to a degree it isn't healthy. Like I need to stop looking for like a parent when I am an adult. I need to be my own parent at this point and like I need to make a doctor's appointment for myself if I feel like I need one. I can't wait for somebody to tell me. Um it's kind of a hard thing for me to come to terms with, but I, it's a message that is glaring so loud and this may seem like rationalization or trying to like make it count for something, but Hey, like maybe this ear thing was the tangible wake up call that I needed that like, I got to take care of myself. I need to take care of myself. In any case, it is a wake-up call. Like, there's probably, there's never one, right? It's like a series for different different things in your life, different times, different aspects of different things. And and this is one of them. Um, it's a big one. It's a, con- it's a daily reminder because I feel it. <laughs> I physically feel it. So it is always reminding me 
that something has happened that now I'm living with and, and that I need to be the person that doesn't allow that to happen again. I need to be the person that takes care of myself. So, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be that person. <sighs> I'm sorry for ranting, kind of ranting. I feel, I feel like maybe I wasn't ranting this whole podcast, but um, just kind of going in deep on some things. But I think that's kind of more of what I have a value to share is, is, is what I'm going through personally, because it is a unique experience and I don't need to just read you guys the news, right? Um, there's a lot of people that can do that, but I would like to be a place of somebody who's actually sharing like the embarrassing stuff that's happening to them, like the the not good things like I don't know I don't know why I'm in a place where I'm okay with with talking about like my dysfunctional relationship my breakup my you know mm, pathological passivity in the workplace um I, I don't know why, but but I am. I'm I'm here in this place where I am willing to kind of bear it all in that way. And I hope that like, you know, there's something, some kind of takeaway, basically. Um, and I, for me, I'm always trying to understand myself uh, better through astrology. So I, I think like if you guys haven't looked into astrology, you really, really should because it'll help you understand yourself and other people like so much better and there's so many layers to it and like there's always more that you can learn um so it's helped me to be compassionate towards compassionate towards myself and those other people um and like I said I downloaded CoStar I think that's like a really popular app so you may have heard of it but when I put my information in I kind of felt like my whole world fell apart because now instead of my son and Neptune, which are conjunct, um, instead of them being in the 12th house, they're in the 11th house. So it's like my whole son changed houses. I don't understand. Like, well, who am I? <laughs> uh, apparently, they use the Porphyry house system, which is like a really old house system, very, you know, whatever, tried and tested house system, but it, the most commonly used one that you're going to find otherwise on the internet is the pl- placidus or plus, I don't know, that house system. <laughs> so they're different. So the houses change a little bit. Everything else is the same. So if you're using CoStar, just be aware that it might it might be a little bit different because of that. Um, but besides that one, I would recommend for beginners, for anybody, I would recommend putting your information, if it's completely free, into cafe astrology go to cafeastrology.com and they have a free birth chart calculator and the reason why this website is like one of my favorites now is because it actually gives you like paragraphs of explanation for each planet and placement and everything so it kind of helps you understand it more you don't have to go google each individual thing um, which is good to do anyway, like to get deeper. And I like to read what like a lot of different sources have to say about one thing, because then you're going to be able to kind of meld it together and like bring out the truest points, points of all of it. Like, you know, mirror that to your own experiences with it. Um, but yeah, cafeastrology.com. 
is very good for the explanations. And then just now, just right before I started recording, I put my information into astroseek, like astro-seek.com. And it looks like as I'm scrolling down that they give some interesting like added interpretations. Like um, say for me, my 10th house is in Sagittarius. And then it says, it, it even gives you like there's some added meaning, like the ruler of the 10th house um, is apparently, that doesn't make sense because Hmm. The ruler of the 10th house is Jupiter. And so then, and Jupiter is in my fifth house. So then there's some meaning to that. Like whatever house has a ruler and like where that, <laughs> where that would be ruler is, has some extra meaning. So I've never read that level of meaning uh, in any, I haven't seen that mentioned in the other websites. I'm going to take a look at that today. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just gives you all the, the more general interpretations to like every, every website is going to say something just a little bit different. The wording of it's going to be different. So I like to, I like to compare and, um, and compare against my own observations. Um, yeah. So I will leave you guys with that. <laughs> um, enjoy, uh, enjoy looking up yeah your your info get your call your mom if you if you're talking to her if not you know maybe there's other ways to get your um your birth certificate and find out what time you were born because that really is important so that you can get your house system um it's just more a lot more information you'll you'll see than just knowing when when and i mean well the date and where you were born okay wow i have uh I hope what I said was clear. I hope it kind of made sense. I hope I wasn't just rambling, but I, I feel <laughs> I feel clearer. Um, and I need to eat dinner. I've, I just got home from work a little while ago. So you're getting me eight hours, you know, post eight hours of work. And I haven't eaten dinner yet. So I'm going to go do that. Um, doing a modified carnivore diet. <laughs> Mainly, it's like, a combo it's like carnivore plus fruitarian plus chocolate does that make any sense okay i will get into more of that diet stuff um in the next podcast uh health and diet stuff is a favorite topic of mine i don't want to like you know bore anybody too much but if you find it interesting um yeah i'll talk more about that in the next one I hope you guys had a great week. I hope your Valentine's Day was not as tumultuous as mine and like a little more straightforward. Um, but yeah, always, you know, cliche as it may be, know your worth and don't don't accept anything less. Um, demand demand to be treated like the queen that you are. OK, I mean that. Damn it you know, but everybody, everybody needs to be treated well because everybody is a manifestation of the divine. God damn it. All right. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.